Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Radio Pulso, also known as the Boyo Heights Beat Podcast. My name is Jennifer Lopez, and this is my first time hosting a podcast, so I'm a bit nervous but excited at the same time. I'm a Boyo Heights native and a Boyo Heights Beat alumni. I was in the program during high school from 2014 through 2016 before heading to UC Riverside. After graduating, I came back to Boyle Heights Beat, where I now help out behind the scenes and explore different forms of journalism. Since it is Women's History Month, let's take a moment to recognize the powerful, intelligent, and resourceful women in our lives. We should be celebrating them each and every day, not just this month. There are so many amazing women who have done such great things for the community of Boyle Heights, many of which were highlighted this March on our website. If you want to hear even more stories about powerful women in the community, make sure to check us out at boyoheightsbeat.com. I got the chance to speak to Marta Ambriz, who is the director of Ballet Folklorico Resurrección and an advocate for youth. Marta was born and raised in Boyo Heights and has fond memories of growing up on Grande Vista Street, including an unexpected short visit by the Night Stalker in the mid-1980s. She talks about her attachment to the neighborhood and what drives her to make Boyle Heights a better place for its residents. How long have you lived in Boyle Heights? So my whole life, I was actually, like I said, born on Grande Vista Street in the corner house, then moved to, uh, when I was about two to the middle of the street. And then in 1990, no, I'm sorry, 2000, 2004, we purchased a house here on Grande Vista. Oh, okay, nice. Where are your, where's your family from? Uh, originally from Guanajuato, Mexico. Oh, okay. Have you been? Yes. We actually have, own a home over there, too. Oh, okay. Are there aspects of Boyle Heights that remind you of Guanajuato? Um, the Mariachi Plaza, maybe, just because it's, you know, very traditionally made. Yeah. Um, the food, of course, taco stands. Other than that, I think um, Guanajuato's very Spanish-looking. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like your typical Mexican city. Ah, okay. It's beautiful, but, it, yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah, I've seen pictures. It looks so beautiful. Yeah. I know you're president of BFR, Ballet Folklorico Resurrección. How long have you been involved with BFR? So for BFR, I've been involved for about maybe 18 years now. But I took the group over uh, on behalf of the church about approximately 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. And how did that come about? Uh, my daughter was dancing. Mm -hmm. uh, she started when she was seven. And uh, then they needed somebody to take over the group to coordinate it. Uh, so I became president and mm -hmm. just learning aspects from the previous teachers. Mm -hmm. um, I learned how to run the, the program. And I've been doing something different than what they were doing. I, I based it more on helping the community and keeping the kids off the streets and dancing. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about who BFR is and what their role in the community is? Sure. So BFR uh, stands for Ballet Folklorico Resurrección. Mm -hmm. We're based out of Resurrection Church. It was established in 1961. It wasn't originally a folklorico group or a Mexican folklorico group, I should say. It was established as a Latin jazz group. Mm -hmm. um, which I don't know too, too much about because a lot of documentation has been lost. Mm -hmm. But obviously, that was in 1961. But as the Mexican community started growing more and more in the Boyle Heights community, somewhere in time, it, it became a folklorico group. So I do know a lot of pioneers that started the group. Um, they don't know too many details, but I've tried to get as much as I can. I know um, they actually were... BFR actually opened up. It's a small world for Disneyland. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we're one of the oldest groups, or if not the oldest group in all of California. And we basically 
focus on teaching the kids first of all keeping the kids off the streets and dancing because obviously this community sometimes can be bad for the kids to be in the street mm -hmm. but most importantly we teach them their mexican heritage so we are the official group for the archdiocese of los angeles so we do a lot of uh dancing uh to feature our mexican roots to the catholic community so that's basically what in turn of what we do yeah Mm -hmm. Okay. Who are the members of BFR and where do they come from? So members are uh, recruited here locally from BFR, but we also have dancers that come from other cities nearby. Mm -hmm. But we do target community kids. Um, we try to keep it as the cost as low as possible because as you can imagine, being in a folklorico group as you yourself dance can be expensive. Yeah. However, we do try to fundraise. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a couple of students that are on there with a scholarship. Uh, that don't pay, uh, like I said, just so that they're they're involved and they're off the streets. Mm -hmm. So basically, that's where we recruit uh, local kids. Uh, a lot of church members from Resurrection Church have their children involved. Uh, since I work with Resurrection School, there's also a lot of students from Resurrection School that are involved, but it's open to everyone. It doesn't matter your age, your uh, religion, uh, or where you live. It's open to anyone. How do you and your organization represent Boyle Heights? I think we carry a, a big flag for our church, not only because we, we represent the traditions of Mexico through dance, mm -hmm. but we, we're also a staple in, in the community in regards to politics. Monsignor John Moreta, as you may know, is very politically involved in everything that happens in Boyle Heights. Mm -hmm. So we're basically his backup. Not only do we perform when there's, show, when there's protest or when there's anything going on in the community, mm -hmm. but our parents and our students are also involved when it comes to community action, mm -hmm. uh, including the Excite fight, um, including uh, power plants that have been trying to open, including when they were trying to open a jail nearby. Our parents, our children are very involved. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that last year you got recognition as um, Boyle Heights Woman of the Month. Um, can you talk to me a little bit more about that? Uh, yes, thanks to Tony Juarez who runs the farmer's market over in Mariachi Plaza. I was recognized as one of the women because I do do a lot of community work. I work, like I said, at Resurrection School mm -hmm. as an after school coordinator, um, helping students do their homework, uh, catching up on any type of, of, of homework that they may be backed up in or mm -hmm. just teaching them how to read. Uh, so I do that, but I also work with the community kids through dance. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also uh, involved in an organization where we feed the homeless every Tuesday, mm -hmm. and I help fundraise for that organization. So Tony recognized me as one of the, the women. Well, Tony nominated me, and I was mm -hmm. recognized by the council member, um, uh, Marielena Solis as well, and Miguel Santiago. What does Boyle Heights mean to you? Home. It basically means home. I think um, I dream about a better Boyle Heights for our kids. Mm -hmm. It would have been easy for me to purchase a home in another city, um, but when we decided to purchase this home, um, we decided if we were gonna do it, we were gonna send our children when we eventually had children to Catholic school because of the area not being so safe, mm -hmm. uh, which we eventually did, but they also attended public school. But I think it means home to me just because there's so many sentiments since, like I said, I was born in the same block mm -hmm. in, the, in the same city. So I've never moved away, but 
I really dream about having a community where it's safe for our kids more than anything. Mm -hmm. And even though with all these obstacles, you still can, you know, walk the streets. You know, I just try to make it safer and a cleaner place is what I really wish for for our community. Yeah. Okay, I like that wasn't my last question. But do you have any um, core memories of you growing up in Boyle Heights? Um, I have a lot. Uh, one of the main, one of the biggest ones is I remember um, when Mr. What is his name? He was a he was a recruiter for the Dodgers. So I was actually about I want to say eight or nine years mm -hmm. old when Fernando Valenzuela was practicing at Garcia Park, mm -hmm. and my dad would take us over because we knew he was going to be somebody big at the Dodgers. So I think that's one of the memories I have. I have about three memories. That's one of the the main memories I have. Another memory I have is actually behind the food for less. Mm -hmm. I was a sixth grader when Michael Jackson recorded Thriller. Mm -hmm. So my mom followed us, I mean, or she let us go, cause she took us to go see the recordings. Mm -hmm. So I think that was something amazing. Yeah. You know, those are two awesome <clears throat> memories. I think the, the, one of the, the most intrigued memories I have was actually that Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Mm -hmm. uh, when he was around, it, it, you know, it, it was just so, many, so much fear in us. And he actually was in our property here next door, and he left the juice and the newspaper there. So then we had cops all over the place. And, you know, being a kid, it was just like, it was scary, but yeah. at the same time, it was so interesting, yeah. you know, to, to see, you know, the police officers do their job. But at the yeah. same time, it was like, you know, we, we had, it was in the middle of the summer, so mm -hmm. we had our windows shut. You couldn't even sleep with your windows open. Yeah, yeah, well, that is, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what... What would you want people to take away from Boyle Heights? Like, what would you want people that are not from here to take away from the community? I think what the biggest thing I would want them to take away is that it's a growing migrant city. Um, we're a stepping stone, I think, for a lot of migrants that come. Uh, and we help. And I want them to always think of that, of that, that this is the first place they stopped, where they got help. And if they eventually did something and moved up to a, you know, I don't want to say better city, but to a more, to a city where, you know, there's less crime or anything like that to remember to always come back and help. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's a great community. I think there's help here that you can't get in other communities. Mm -hmm. And it's still one of those cities with, you know, it's a small city within a huge city where people still get to know each other, still know who we are. Um, we're still very involved and we're, at the end of the day, you know, even though there's a lot of crime, we are the type of people that you can knock on your neighbor's door and expect to help mm -hmm. because that's just who we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are all the questions that I have. But um, I don't know if there's anything else that you might want to add or... No, I think, I think you, you asked me all the basic <laughs> questions. You know, um, I think as par I, the only thing maybe I would add is that I would encourage for parents to be more involved with their children, mm -hmm. um, whether there becomes you know an extracurriculum or activities mm -hmm. because it's it's proven kids that play sports that dance, you know it's proven that they go on to college they mm -hmm. have brighter futures. I would encourage parents to do that. I've been very involved with my kids' schools and my kids you know extracurricular activity. Mm -hmm. Two of them dance, one of them plays sports. And thanks be to God, I have a nurse, a future teacher, and then I have my son who's going to the Navy next month. Mm -hmm. So in two months. Yeah, so, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, if you're involved and you care about your, your children, they will eventually, you know, pay you back in a good way. Yeah. So. Yeah.
I had such a wonderful time talking to Marta and learning about her upbringing in Boyle Heights. It was so heartwarming to hear that she raised her kids in the same neighborhood she grew up in. Not only that, but she's giving back to her community by trying to keep youth off the streets and more in touch with their roots through dance. You can follow her Folklorico page on Instagram at BFRESU, that's at B-F-R-E-S-U, for more info and upcoming events. And well, that's a wrap for our Radio Pulso podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You'll hear from us soon. Don't forget to tune in. Until then, suerte Boyo Heights. Nos vemos en la calle.